Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And Jen, you have your hair in an adorable little top knot today. Oh, it's funny you should say, talk about my hair, because it is on my list to discuss my hair today. (laughs) (laughs) My hair is so dry. It is fine. It is like a Barbie's hair. And I have tried, I'm trying this new, like, have you ever seen the ads for the Instagram shampoo? It's called Pros. And you'll Yes, I have seen them. Okay, I bought it. Okay, because I was desperate, right? And I was like, oh, maybe this will solve. And it's like, you answer like a 70 question, like questionnaire just for your own special hair. And it like, it, it came and it's fine. It's just like a bunch of goop and like, you know, and here's some supplements that will do nothing except make my pee very expensive. You know, yeah. it's like, it does nothing. But I was looking for new haircuts on online because just let me back up in perimenopause, your hair gets super dry and it's sometimes because of that gets super brittle and you can have a lot of shedding. And there's like all these, all these like problems. And there's like all these like old lady hair vitamins you could take some of which are sponsors, you know, whatever. And people don't realize this until they get to a certain age. Like nobody knows that like, this is going to happen to you that all of a sudden one day you'll have a doll ponytail, even though you had used to have a ton of hair anyway. So some of us, so I was looking at hairstyles online and I was like, I found one I really liked and I clicked on it. It was like a picture of a lady and it was a fucking wig. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I just will at some point just be like, fuck it. It's a wig. Well, you know, when my hair all fell out, um, share when when my (laughs) hair all fell out, um, which was due to, I think, stress and getting that horrible Japanese straightening treatment that I never should have gotten. Um, it got very thin, very, very thin. And I did get fitted for a hairpiece. You did? I got, I wore a hairpiece to the office. I I did it for a few weeks and I was just too self-conscious. And I thought everybody could tell because I suddenly had much better hair with bangs. Could not tell at all. I was there never. And no whispers in the office. I'll tell you, there was never (laughs) like, Oh, is Kim wearing a wig? Never. I would tell you right now there was never. It was pretty, it was pretty, pretty. The other, the only bummer is that they hurt. They hurt your head. Mm. Cause you got to like clip them in there. It's so weird because I'm really starting to understand so many things I didn't understand when I was young. Like I remember like my parents are really young. So my generations were really young. So I had a lot of old people around when I was little, like a lot of great grandparents, a lot of great, great aunts, just like a lot of olds. And like a lot of the older women wore wigs and I didn't understand. I was just like, Oh, what the fuck is that? And now you get it. Or they yep. got their hair set 
one day of the week and didn't wash their hair all week because after that hair was set at the hair salon, it was like, okay, that's it. And now I get it. It's because they had like no hair. Yeah. No, my grandma wore wigs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and these are also just, let's say, these are like my my white lady, like baby doll hair problems. Like I, I recognize that. I recognize that all kinds of people have all kinds of different hair issues, but these are mine currently, but I'm trying the, <laughs> I'm trying the pros and it's like, it's fine. It's not that great. Like it should be a miracle for how fucking, like I took like a college admissions test to get that shampoo. So like- you know, ridiculous, ridiculous. So anyway, hair, hair, hair was one of my topics to discuss. What else? What's going on now, with you? Now, were you not discussing moths recently? I was. I discussed them last week. Well, funny. No. Funny. There are a couple things that you talked about last week that I did not really um, respond much to, but now have become big parts of my life. No. The first one is that I, you know, it's cool here in New York. It's getting into the fifties. I went into my sweaters for the first time since last year, moth eaten, all of them, all of them. And some of them have just a couple little holes that look like they could be fixed. But for the most part, like those moths are like still sleeping off that feast because my sweaters are all destroyed. Oh, it is so hard to not have moths in your sweaters. Like I have put in, I have put in. (laughs) (laughs) I have placed sweaters in like a special airtight bag with like cedar chips and like a bunch of things and have zipped it up. And, and like gone in and they have like a window pane in these bags and gone into the closet and seen moths crawling underneath oh. the bag. Okay? Like I have oh. been in a war with moths. I haven't worn a fucking wool sweater in like 10 years of living in LA because I can't, they all get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my reality. So I'm like looking on the real, real for new sweaters or oh. new pre-worn sweaters because like, how do you replace your like your entire wardrobe of sweaters. You, you uh-huh. can't, I, I, I'll just buy one or two or three and wear that them every day. Sucks. That sucks. I hate it. I mean, some of them you can have repaired, but they're never, it's like, it's like getting your it's jeans not the patched. Same. It's ge- getting your jeans patched. It's not the same. It's not the same. And you can get it done like really, really well, but it's so ridiculous. You might as well buy a new sweater. No, I mean, in a way it's exciting, except that when you do, it's exciting to buy new things. Except that when you find a great sweater, it is really, it, it's it's special. <laughs> it's, it's it is. Really- this one I'm wearing today is mm-hmm. is has holes in it, but it's one of the one that's been more manageably eaten up. And it's like a Vince cardigan. It's cashmere. Oh. It has snaps. It's the perfect. It's the perfect cardigan. I wear it all the time. I wear it all the time. I'm trying not to whine about this. I feel myself getting whiny, but no, I'm just no. We'll get the get the get the moth teepees. Get the sticky moth. Teepees. I have them. They're I have the moth teepees. Yeah, I had some that worked for a while, and then I guess they stopped working, and I didn't think about it. And the moth. only thing that really, really works, and it is repulsive, are mothballs. The, no, the that's like, toxic smelling that like my grandmother's closet smelled of mothballs. Yeah, all our grandmother's closets. And I uh, know there's a there's a house near me that smells like mothballs. Mothballs are so nasty. It's like and also you know it's like it's just like breathing cancer. Like there's yeah, just it can't like, be good. It can't be good. It can't be good. No, I this is making me think of for no reason, and we don't have to talk about this for very long, but I dated like and I was like in love with this guy. And I think he even had a girlfriend when I first moved to New York. I was in love with this guy. And he always wore, it's like, he didn't care that his sweaters had moth holes in them. He also had like BO and he was disgusting. And I, (laughs) I was like in love with him. And I'm just thinking about his disgusting sweaters that he wore like over old ratty, like t-shirts he's had since he was a kid, like that very Gen X, like slacker kind of guy, like rode it, like had a skateboard at 30. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. ew. And I would have done anything for him and his fucking moth eaten sweaters. (laughs) Anyway. Um, speaking of being Gen X, I am going to see New Order this weekend. With, Are you really? With Frankie Goes to Hollywood at the Hollywood Bowl. 
You know what? That's really, that's really awesome. And makes me think about the fact that you also, I know, went to go see a show this weekend because you posted about it and you were so into it. And I was feeling really bad because I wanted to see Pavement. Mm -hmm. Pavement had four shows at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. There was nobody to go with. There was nobody, no date. I had no date to go. Like Paul's son was like, well, if you, I mean, I'm not that into him, but if you really want to go and it's like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not going to make you go. I just want somebody to want to go to the pavement show with me. And there was no one. You really need a person to really want to, like, you can't just drag somebody to a concert because it has to be a person who's like really into it. Although the concert I went to last weekend, the space lady, I would have gone to that by myself. I basically did go to it by myself. Like (laughs) I got, I got really, I haven't been smoking weed, but I got really stoned and it's at this club called Zebulon, which is the most, it looks like it was picked up from Brooklyn and like placed in Los Angeles. It's like one of the few places in LA that, that feels like that, where it's not just like lips and tits and, you know, West Hollywood people. It's like, it's like legitimate hipsters with legitimate style, whatever. I'm, I'm a snob. I don't care. Um, anyway, so space lady is the weirdest lady. She, nobody knows who space lady is. She's now in her seventies. This was her fear, farewell tour. She used to like play on the streets of San Francisco and she'd never gone on tour and her music is so strange. And I was there. I think I was the oldest person in the audience. Weirdly, everyone was like really young and dressed really sexy. And Mm -hmm. I looked like, I looked like Shirley Jackson, just like, (laughs) like Shirley Jackson with my loafers and my long pleated skirt on and a turtleneck, like a, a, a short sleeve turtleneck, just really stoned dancing really awkwardly <laughs> in the middle of this show. Everybody had their, everybody had their phones out taking, and I sometimes did, but mostly I was just like grooving around. <laughs> That's so good though. I had the best time. I had the best time. I was just like music. Like I forgot, you know, I love to see music. And I think I've even said this on the podcast before, but no matter how much, how happy I am to see a band, I am happy when they stop playing. Well, that is why it's fun to see old people because the space lady was 74 years old or is 74 years old and played for an hour. And I was like, perfect set, perfect set. Perfect set. That's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear. And then I want to go home. I'm bored. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I got to meet her at the end. That was my real thing. And she, I don't know if, I don't know if it's just because she's like, this is it. This is the last time I'm going out, like by her merch table. Like I hugged her three times and I got oh. to take a picture of her. It was really like, it was one of those kinds of moments. Like I, cause you have, you know, everybody has their little niche interests and this one is, um, is mine. Um, anyway, so live music, but also being the oldest, oldest lady in the room and being like, oh, old people dress differently when they go out. I mean, young people, young people do, they do, they show some skin, they show some skin. And then I did see a middle-aged lady who was wearing like a short, like a sequined mini dress. And I was like, that's not the direction for me. Like, I I don't want to, I don't, that's not the kind of big I want to be. No, me neither. Me neither, not at all. But, you know, she be she. I know, but I was like, I don't, like I said, I don't need to dress like Shirley Jackson. Like next time, maybe I'll, I don't know, wear a shirt that just shows a clavicle, you know? <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing on, on recent evenings out. Like I'll put on something sexy today and I don't have anything sexy in my wardrobe. Anyway. I, it just, it's all been filtered out. It's just gone. I just am like, oh no, no, thank you. No, I feel the same way. I, I feel either the same my way. my sexiest my sexiest is like a butchy kind of tank top. My sexiest is like the L word. That's like the sexiest <laughs> I get is like butch sexy. I do not have like because I don't even know what feminine so called feminine sexy looks like anymore. I mean, we've had this conversation, but I really don't. Yeah. Zero, zero. Um, but anyway, live music and music, going to see live music sometimes and going out sometimes, dancing, having having one drink and a big joint. I was just like, this is living. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun to do that. You know, it, 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 it just sometimes treats, you know. Yes. And then I was home at midnight. And you were home at midnight. So perfect. A perfect night. Yeah. A really perfect night. Well, I... 
I'm feeling very much as though my evolution into my mother is complete because the cleaning lady has been gone for about four weeks. She had to go home and take care of her mother. And we elected not to get a substitute cleaning lady. I was like, I can take care of this. So like there are tumbleweeds of dog fur in my apartment. There are like, it it just like the spaces that the cleaning lady cleans that you don't clean, like underneath the toaster where all the everything from the everything bagels drips. And so I've been trying to like get, she's coming today and I'm so excited, but I've been cleaning, I've been cleaning all morning. Which reminds me of my mother, because that was what my mother would do. I've been cleaning. I've been like, okay, what am I not thinking about that's going to be disgusting for her? And how can I make it not so disgusting for her? I clean for the cleaning lady. Now, now part of it is it's respect, right? I think it is respect to not leave like a bunch of dishes in your in your sink and an unmade bed and everything else. But also it's efficiency, right? Because if there's if there's if she can't clean because there's shit everywhere. I mean, this is a massive marital argument in my ma- marital conflict in my house because Alex is like, "We're well, we're paying the cleaning person," and I'm like. But she can't clean if our shit's everywhere. Like I have to at least straighten. But yes, this was a my mother thing. A hundred percent. I clean the toilets before the cleaning lady comes because I do not think that she should have to clean. If the toilets are really gross, I will not let her clean the toilets. I don't think, I don't think that's right. I just don't. Yeah. It's more polite to. It's more polite. Like the cat, the cat throw up the other day and um, the cleaning lady was coming that day. And Alex was, I was like, oh God, there's more cat barf. I was like, these cats are going to get worse before they die. Basically before they get better. It's, it's over. like the cats are 15. They're just, it's mm. whatever. And Alex said, well, at least you don't have to clean up the, the cat barf today because the cleaning person's coming. And I was like, excuse oh my me? God. That's hilarious. You think that this is her job? (laughs) And also that you're just going to leave it lying there because she's coming? Oh my God. Yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. It's so funny because you don't set up um, romantic partnership. You don't have these kinds of conversations. Like, let me quiz you. If one of our pets in 20 years from now vomits on the floor... Will it remain there until the cleaning lady comes? Exactly. Does it remain there? Do you think a cleaning person is supposed, that is their job? Like these are the kinds of, like you don't have these kinds of conversations. So of course we run into conflict. Well, that makes me very curious because you and Alex have been together for how many years? Um, God, our anniversary is actually this week. We have been married for 14 years together for 18 years and we've known each other as friends for 22 years. So I want to know in all those years, like what are the questions that a couple should ask at the beginning that they don't ask? I mean, I think it depends on your relationship, right? I mean, this is, an, mm-hmm. this is a very interesting question. So Alex and I are really good friends. We are incredibly compatible. We enjoy each other's company. Like we have a lot of fun together. We are less good at the practicalities of living. We mm-hmm. are of just the logistics, the, administ- the administrative work, the chores, the raising of a child even. Right. Um, so you would think that when you're friends with somebody, you're, it's okay. Like it'll be fine because we're best friends. It's going to be great. But I think those kinds of questions, how do you want to live? You know, like yeah. what are your tolerances for mess? And then, of course, there's all kinds of other things like your sexual compatibilities, which we're fine with. You know, there's all kinds of other things. But like sorting out where your window of tolerance is around a number of adult adult necessities, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like that especially – and I, I think that's 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 different. Like you're going to be in a different situation than somebody who's entering a marriage, you know, in their 30s and and is going to have raised, potentially raise kids together or not, like build a life, have to buy a house, whatever the fuck that is. You know, mm-hmm. you the, when you're in when you're in your 50s, you've already sort of sorted a lot of that stuff out. But what are your compatibilities in? in the hard parts of life? How do you feel about even like taking care of your parents? Yeah. Like, I don't know how we're going to negotiate that stuff. We're terrible at negotiating life. And I think that we've, 
held each other back in a lot of ways because we're really incompatible about what we care about in terms of adult living. Mm-hmm. I don't, is that a good answer? I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it is a good answer. It's just, you know, I, 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 I it's something I think about obviously because, yeah. um, you know, because of, because of my situation money and money, money is, I mean, and I've always thought someone said to me when I graduated college and it was really true. And maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but that what they should teach you in college, the one class they should teach you and don't is how much money it's going to cost you to live how much money you're going to need to make, how much money you're going to have to spend on insurance if you don't have a job that offers it. All this shit like that, like a practical class about life after college is something that every college student should have to do. And I feel like it's it's the same way with marriage, like a practical, you know, or at least, you know, if you're, you know, a, a game plan for dealing with your incompatibilities. What I find with Paul is that we're, too much the same in certain ways. Like we, he blows off what I blow off. Yep. Yep. You know? And, and I feel like, like I need, you know, I'm glad he's not nagging me to not blow off these things, but I wish one of us, one of us was the one who was like, you know, powering through. Totally. But like, it's hard to, and we're, and Alex and I are similar. And and part of like, he's really pleasant and fun and he's great and he's great at a party and he's great on a date and he's, we're great travelers and like, you know, and in some ways and whatever. But the other night I was trying to explain to him, I was trying to explain Wordle to him. Okay. Uh-huh. okay this How is could so he a- existed without knowing what Wordle is? Well, he knows what Wordle is, but like we both had, this had been a change. This has been a, a sea change in our relationship where we had both been sort of we were not playing Wordle. There's there's a more clever way to say that. We were both like, we we're both like, no thank you to Wordle. Okay. Right. Ew, why is everybody putting up these Wordles? This is stupid. We were we were not doing Wordle. And I recently in the past two weeks have started playing Wordle every day. Mm-hmm. And I love Wordle. I understand every dorky thing that people love about Wordle. I've gotten pretty good at it. I can get it in three tries. I understand the psychology of it, why it's fun, the pattern making, whatever. So we were out the other night and I was trying to explain, oh, I said, I have to go do Wordle for a second, which, okay, first off, like, why would you ever <laughs> want to be with me? I'm in the middle of a date. And I was like, go get us drinks. Cause I have to do Wordle. Okay. Hilarious. But he was like, I tried Wordle. And I decided to stop because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get it. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to be good at it. And I, it just seemed like too much work. And so fuck it. I didn't want to do it. And I said, well, what if you kept trying and you got into like a competition with yourself and that every day you had like a little competition with yourself and it became like a game. And he was like, this is the thing that's different about us. You look at life as a big game. You're always competing with someone or something and everything is kind of a game for you. And I, he was like, and I would rather just bow out and be like, no, fuck it. It's too much work. And Alex I was, and I really are a lot alike. Aren't you we? are so much alike. And that is, that is the massive difference in our relationship. There's no challenge to me. That's too big. I'm like, Oh, let's do it. And yeah. he's like, no, <laughs> I know, but I love that about you. And I dislike that about, about me. You know, I love that you look at anything as a challenge or a competition and that you, and that you're looking to game things, you know, it, it, like, you're always, you're always like, the wheels are always spinning. What am I trying to say? Like you, 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 it's never, it's like, it's the whole Everything is a, is a, like a moving target. You're just like, you're going and and you're like in a video game or something. You're like a little, you're like Ms. Pac-Man eating all the challenges as they come. And, but that brings, the thing is, it's not good or bad. That just happens to bring me pleasure. But also that, that, that quality in me is very stressful for other people. Like it's stressful for someone who doesn't gain pleasure from that. Like I love board games. I like getting very vicious in a board game with other people, <laughs> you know, and not everybody is like that. And I think that these are the incompatibilities that, that you have to learn to negotiate because I think I'm, can be really impulsive, really stressful. I'm always plotting. I'm rarely ever relaxed. And that's not that fun. I think you're super fun. 
Well, yeah, but you don't live with me. <laughs> no, but how fun would that be? <laughs> well, well, the thing is, if we lived together, I would just, I would just, we would be more, I would be much more chill. Like that's, that's the truth. I would be like, I would come to your, I would, <laughs> your will is strong. And whenever I'm with you, I'm like, you're right. You're right. Let's just Hold hang out here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Let's take a quick break from some ads. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Oh, you know what I watched last night? Oh, tell me what. I don't know. It's a movie that I don't remember liking. Mm-hmm. Director who I found kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally. And actors I don't like. <laughs> and I was, I don't, I, I think Nora Ephron was, you know, I, I didn't love her movies. I thought they were a little cynical and a little I think she's overrated. I think Nora Ephron's, oh, sacrilege. I think Nora Ephron's a little overrated. Yeah, I think her writing, if you go back and read the writing she wrote, A plus Chef's Kiss, I got yes. nothing bad to say about that. But her movies bum me out. And it it bummed me out that she was Jewish and she always casts these shiksa goddesses. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know? Yep. Um yep. but anyway, I was just thoroughly charmed by that movie. 
Okay, that um, it's a charming movie. I've watched it about four thousand times. Talk about we talked last week about where you get style inspiration from. Everything that Meg Ryan is wearing in that movie—the glasses, yeah. the sweaters, the blazers, the boots. I mean, I watched that. I went to see that movie in high school in the in the theater and loved it. And have watched it a million times since. I mean, it's a fine movie. It gives like some weird messages. The best part of it is um, is uh, is Bruno Cur- uh, Bruno Kirby and Carrie um, Fisher. Carrie Fisher, yeah, they're the best parts of it, really. But as a as like a moment in New York, the way it the way it portrays New York is spectacular. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I think I watched it because I was like, I want to look at the eighties. Yeah. You know, is another good movie of that is, um, crossing Delancey is another good New York, uh, movie. Um, it's Amy. Yep, it is. It's, yes. It it's, is. it's a really good New York. Like, cause I moved to New York in there in 2000 and I had these real visions of New York that were set for me by my visits as a teenager, but more from movies, more from like Kramer versus Kramer, Harry mm-hmm. and Sally, just like these these movies that like really shaped what the New York I wanted. The New York I don't think exists anymore. I I, I well, I think you know every decade I've been in New York, people have said it's not the same New York as it used to be. And if I think about the New York of the 90s, when people were saying it then, I think, God, what I wouldn't give to have that New York. Yeah. You know, now I think it really has changed in ways that I don't I don't see New York coming back from the fact that every cute boutique and restaurant that closes gets replaced by a bank teller machine. Yeah. It's um. And, 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 you know, the fact that people are, I, th- I, I think it's really key that I don't think young people are coming here first anymore. No, you have to be rich. You have to be rich. You've got to, to live be rich. There. You, there's no way. I mean, you can live in deepest Queens, deepest Brooklyn and still pay a fortune. It's not possible. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot because, um, Silver Lake reminds me of New York is to some degree and right, watching right. Silver Lake gentrify in the same way I exact same way I watched Brooklyn gentrify. So I've been here for 10 years and I was in New York for 12. And I lived in when I was in New York, I lived in Windsor Terrace at first. Nobody lived in Windsor Terrace. It was like tumbleweeds, mm-hmm. a couple of old bakeries. There was a there was like a secret McSweeney's pirate store, but you could afford to live out in Windsor Terrace. Right. And right. It seemed really far, but you know, it wasn't anything like what people have to do now. Yeah. And the, but anyway, the other day I was out in Silver Lake, um, and I'm never out in Silver Lake on a Saturday, but my my writer's space is right in the center and I had to go get like a smoothie or something. I need sustenance sustenance. I walked out and I was like this is not a real place. This is a movie set. Yeah, that's what Williamsburg is like now. Nobody looks like they're real because people have the people who don't live here have come from other places and they've dressed up as if they think the way they think they should look to be in this neighborhood. So uh-huh. everybody's in costume and uh-huh. it's like what they're going to like Every cool store in Silver Lake has been replaced by either an acai bowl place or like a chain. There's like a Happy mm-hmm. Socks. There's a Warby Parker. There, it's just like it's the same in every city. Yeah, it's like on Smith Street in um, Smith Street and Carroll Gardens, Warren right. Hill. Yeah, it, it was cute stores, and then it was chains, and then it was nothing. I mean, I don't know if it has is still boarded up nothing, but it was boarded up nothing for a long time. Well, it's been a long time since I've been over that way. Yeah, it's sad. And yeah, it was good restaurants. It was like good restaurants. And now it's like, it's all chain restaurants. You know, it was good local restaurants, good local bars. Anyway, I it's, it's, yeah. it, this is how I become Andy Rooney. But like, I really do think this is real. No, it is real. And I, you know, back to like the thing of like young people not coming here, here anymore, to not have that young creative class in a city really changes the texture of a city. Yes. Well, if you have young rich people moving there who are, you know, like if you have young people who have moved there to work at, you know, the Morgan Stanley or wherever these, these kinds of folks work and they're, you know, cause I, those got those people and they all go out to the Hamptons on the weekend. And not to say that anybody who works in not a creative field is, is not interesting and valuable, but there's just a lot of texture that's missing. There's just a yep. lot of like, you know, 
weirdos, weird creative people, like sort of scrapping it out in the city. You know, it's just, yeah. it, it changes it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do, I do feel sad about that, but I'm glad you watched, um, when Harry met Sally, I had insomnia the other night and I have, I have a comfort movie, which is Tootsie. And I was like, I saw it on Netflix and I thought if I watch Tootsie, is it going to bum me out? Is it going to be like weirdly transphobic? Is it going to like, how's it going to hold up? Mm-hmm. Not so bad. Really? Not so bad. No, really not bad. It's amazing. Even in when Harry met Sally, there are a couple jokes where you're like, wow, would that not fly today? Totally. Totally. Um, my husband's been watching, um, Dean Martin roasts, um, for a project he's doing. Okay. And it is just all, it's like John Wayne and like, you know, Bob Hope. And anyway, it's, it's, George Burns, Don Rickles, like all these white dudes. And they're just, you can't, you could barely watch it. You can't yeah. believe the misogyny, the racism, the homophobia. I mean, of course you can, but it's the seventies. It's not that long ago. No. I mean, I guess no. that is that long ago. It's 50 years ago. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I've just, I'm. It's just, time keeps on rolling on. No, but, but time is yeah. so weird because time is so weird. Yes. Like, and I know that as you get older, you have more years. And so time goes faster than it does when you're like 13, you know, and you don't have that much time. It, it makes perfect sense to me why time goes faster. Yes. yes. You know? Yes. But when I think like, okay, when I was in the 90s, the mm-hmm. 70s were 20 years ago. And that yes. felt distinct, right? Yes. That felt like a distinctly different time. Yes. Right now, compared to 20 years ago, doesn't feel, I mean, other than the the technological advances that have become part of our lives, it doesn't feel that different to me. The way people look, the way they dress, the way they think. I mean, some of the ways they think have improved, but it doesn't because we were old. I mean, I was in my I was in my 30s in the 2000s. Like that's not, you know, I mean, we were full adults. Yeah. Like I think it would feel very different if we were in our teens, if we were not even, if we were like seven in, in 2002. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I was a tween in 20, in, in 2004, it would feel different. I, I don't know. It is, it is funny though. The 20, that 20 years, I mean, I lived all those years and I have many experiences, but it does feel, it does feel kind of fast, but I do want to say anybody looking for style inspiration, Terry Garr or Jessica Lang in Tootsie, every single piece garment of clothing still holds mm. up perfect, perfect jackets, dresses, boots, jeans, pants, every single thing they wear, knit knits. <laughs> <laughs> knits. <laughs> oh my God. Um what else are you watching or listening to or reading? Well, um, there's a new album by this woman, Beth Orton. Okay. Who, speaking of 20 years ago, I used to listen to a lot about 20, 25 years ago, and I wasn't really even aware that she made music still, but I was on Pitchfork the other day, kind of unexpectedly. Okay. And I saw that she has a new album called Weather Alive. Okay. Weather like the weather, not weather. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it's been a while since I've listened to like new music and I'm so tired of all the music I listen to. And it's been really nice to have a new, it's kind of like if you like chill music, but the yeah. idea of listening to soft rock bums you out. Yeah. 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 Like I was trying to listen to Phoebe Bridgers the other day and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is too much. This is just, this is too, this is too sad girl. I can't, this is a generation that passed me by. I, this is not for me. Um, yeah. too mellow, but, um, Oh, can I also say what, have I said this before? Because Ter- Harry, Harry Styles just had 15, 15 sold out dates at Madison square garden in a row. Mm-hmm. And I feel like half the people on my Instagram feed went mm-hmm. and, I really kind of wish I had gone see Harry Styles. I think that would have been a good show. I just think the energy at a, at a Harry Styles show seems really amazing. And interesting. 
And like you'd learn, like just watching it, like even just watching those young people in that at Zebulon on Saturday night, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like, I like feeling this. I like feeling outside of what I usually experience. Well, it's important to do that. I think you need a concert friend. I do need a concert friend because my boyfriend is very picky, but he doesn't like what he doesn't like and yes. he likes what he likes. And I would not want to drag him to a show. He wasn't interested in seeing. I need a concert friend, but who is that person? I don't know. Listeners, listeners. Who's going to be my concert friend. Is it, couldn't Renee be your concert friend? I don't know. I would love for Renee to be my concert <laughs> friend. I don't know if that's Renee's fondest desire. Okay. Well, I just decided that Renee would like concerts. <laughs> that was my, hi Renee. <laughs> um, if I was there, I would be your concert friend. I mean, not all the time, but an occasional concert. You would go see Pavement with me. I would have went to see Pavement with you. I would see Stevie Nicks. Like Stevie Nicks played at the bowl last night and I wish I had gone to see Stevie Nicks. Do they have Hollywood Bowl concerts in the winter? I don't remember when it ends. I think the season is just about over, but I wish that they did. And do people buy season tickets to the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, you can get like incredible season tickets to Hollywood Bowl and like you it's like these up close pick these up close um like seats. <laughs> That's what I meant. Do you know that the Hollywood Bowl, there's like an orchestra in front of the Hollywood Bowl, orchestra seats in at the Hollywood Bowl. Do you know it used to be like a waiting pool? There used to be like a reflecting waiting pool at the Hollywood Bowl and they had to stop it because I don't know if this is why they stop it, but because music was so staid and it was like a violin, it didn't matter that there was like water right there. But then like there's mm -hmm. this picture of like Jimi Hendrix playing his guitar so like with the electric cord so close to the water at this like reflecting pool. And mm -hmm. like it like looks like an electrocution risk like waiting to happen, Jesus. like just like a death. So they they got rid of it. I don't know if that's why, but it's weird. I've been I've been trying to love LA more, so I've been trying to look at its its history, which I find so much less interesting than New York's, even though that's just my own like preference. Um, anyway, but the Hollywood Bowl, I don't know, but you should see shows. You should. We should look next year at the whole season, and you should figure out what you want to go to, and we should book it and plan it. Because there are places that is a place I really want to see music. I also want to go to Red Rocks someday. I don't know what that is. It's in Colorado, I believe, and it's just the most beautiful venue, like the most famously beautiful venue of venues. The Greek out here is really good, too. Um, right in Griffith Park is really, really a nice venue. I mean, it's not quite the Hollywood Bowl, but in a way it's it's better because it's smaller and it's usually easier to get better seats. The Hollywood Bowl, you're normally in like a nosebleed. Like it doesn't matter because it's all outside and it's really beautiful, but you are often up, up high. Um, yeah. uh, what else, what else? Oh, geez. What else? Um, oh, you were also talking last week about COVID hangover. Yes. And I was like, I didn't really like feel it, but today <laughs> and not for the first day this week, I'm wearing sweatpants. Mm. I'm like back in sweatpants. I've gone backward. Mm. <laughs> I know it's easy to do. It's easy to do. It's like, where are you even going? So who cares? Where am I even going? It's, 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 it's also, I think the reason is because we've had our first really cold and rainy days here. Mm, okay. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow okay. is scheduled also to be cold and rainy. Okay. And I'm like, I'm not going out there again for a while. <laughs> Like I'll put on hard pants when I go out, but even if I do, half the people on the street are wearing their sweatpants. <laughs> I just love the idea that you're like not facing those elements. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate I hate the cold. It's getting dark so early. Yeah, yeah. It's um, well, this is your worst season. Like it's it's ha you're heading in, and you're like pr I'm you're heading like in, stealing I'm heading yourself a little bit. A little bit. And I mean, I, I I live now with somebody who loves when it gets dark early and loves when it gets mm -hmm. cold. I'm hoping it'll rub off on me. I just like, I think being cold hurts. Yeah, but you just have to put on more clothes. Oh, I've got it down to such a science and still. You still have to, you just put, 
but find more fun things, fuzzy, furry textures. <laughs> it's just like the best. Buy more cashmere socks. Cashmere socks, I know. But you know what I do with cashmere socks? I put them in the dryer accidentally and then they shrink down. So, but the thing is you put them on, they stretch again. It doesn't matter. It's like, I just feel like there's so much tactile pleasure in in clothes that are meant for cold weather. There's so much. There's Very no- much. And I agree with you. And I love fall clothes and winter clothes more than I love summer and spring clothes. Absolutely. I like getting dressed better. Um, but you have a Californian's detachment from the re- realities of our true. weather. It's true. It's true. I did live in Iceland for a month last year in like that is true. super cold. Have you ever, have you ever, speaking of sweatpants, have you ever owned a pair of fleece lined sweatpants? Yes. Like a full, like not fleece, a shearling lined sweatpant? Not shearling, not literal shearling. You can get, well, you can get, it's like a fake shearling. You can get shearling lined sweatpants that I got for, I got for a camping trip here because it was going to be really cold. And I was, it was like a school camping trip. And I was like, this is already going to be a shitty hell with a bunch of children with (laughs) like, with like blackened marshmallow on their faces in the dark, like ghouls. And the headlamps and just screaming. So I was like, I, I need I need maximum comfort. So I bought these. They're like shearling lined sweatpants. I got them on Amazon. They're red. They're super cute. I'll send them to you. That's a full send sensory pleasure. No, something like that would be good. Because if I put those on with my Uniqlo um, heat tech leggings. Yeah. Then, then we're get, get, getting somewhere. Yeah. You just have to, you're just in a war with the cold and you can win it. Unlike the heat, you really can't win the heat. There's just, there's just like, there's only so many things you could take off. I know. There's, I know. And some people like the heat. My friend Quinn is just like, oh my God, it's like 95 degrees. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, well, I'm sorry that's happening though. I do have, I'm going to send you many of my furry, my furry recommendations for you. My send me furry. and I'm going to try to get them in colors like you would get them in. Yes. Yes. Then you're going to feel great. <laughs> I really, I really want to start wearing more colors and it, I, I just, I, I don't know how to even make that happen. Start on the bottom. Interesting. Interesting. Start on the bottom. That's J. Like, Crew had yeah. J. Crew had some corduroys that were like this, or mother denim. It was mother denim. These like goldenrod yellow corduroys. That's the best. Best with a black top and some black shoes. Cute. Yeah, Cute. I can do that. Um, so I have one big recommendation of the week, and I need to recommend it because I'm obsessed with it. And um, I am listening to a new podcast called Death of an Artist. Have you heard of this? I have. It is. I do. It's about it's about the artist Carl Andre killing or murdering or not murdering his girlfriend, who was also an artist whose name I embarrassingly don't remember. His wife, new wife, Anna Mendieta, and it is such. First off, it's so beautifully written. Like, and it's also hosted and written by an older, an older. I mean, she's like about our age. She's between our ages, I think. Um, art historian, which I also mm-hmm. just am happy. Helen Molesworth, yeah, yes, right. And, um, and it's so beautifully written. It's so smart. It's so suspenseful. She's doing such an amazing job, like just crafting and rolling out this story. But there's so much, like inside art world, like gossip and intrigue from the eighties mm-hmm. and beyond. And I, I love that. I love being submerged in, into a world that I know nothing about and getting like the dirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, really, really good. If anybody's looking for a podcast, death of an art, uh, death of an artist, and it's on Pushkin and wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what? Why don't we, before we go, let's answer a couple of listener questions. All right. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'll ask them since I think you asked them last week. Do you have a signature fragrance? Do you have signature fragrances in your life or memories of wearing a fragrance for a special occasion or a travel fragrance? 
we have never discussed this, our personal fragrances. Have, have we discussed this? No. We never have. We never okay. have. I've talked about it on the blog. My fragrance is Portrait of a Lady by Frederick Mal. Mm. It's, um, it, 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 I use, I don't use the perfume because perfume is too fumey for me. Okay. They have a hair, they have a hair and body oil. Okay. Okay. Um, that I use and it's not cheap, so I don't use it every day, but it's, but it's really lovely. I really love it. And I didn't, I didn't have a fragrance for a really long time since like middle school with like Charlie and Jean too, and all of those like drugstore perfumes. I, that's, that's interesting. I wore sunflowers like obsessed. I really wanted to be perfumed in high school. I mean, the boys were wearing like <laughs> Car Noir, which was like the hottest smell in the world. <laughs> like Disgusting. <laughs> or Polo by Ralph Lauren. Um, and I wore sunflowers, I remember, which um, was a big, a big perfume back there, back then. I think my first one was Charlie. Charlie was a good and it was a good like entry into perfume. And then Love's Baby Soft, I think I also had really young. I still remember that commercial so oh, well. I still remember you can it. Try hard. Oh my God, the most horrible, cringy commercials. Like you can try hard, you can or you can try soft. Oh, so gross. and the, the girl trying hard was like really, you know, brazen and driving a sports car. And the one who was soft is like riding a bicycle with a kitten in the basket. Yeah. Ew. No. Ew. 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 That was like a real, like real pedophile, real pedophile shit. Um, I don't wear now, I don't wear perfume anymore. I really find perfume just overwhelming and just, I can't like spraying it, the smell of it. I can't ever figure out how much you're supposed to use or what, but I use perfume oils and I, I use, um, Maison Louis. They also make candles and they just have numbers on them. And I wear number four and I do wear that. What's it like? It's like a sandalwoody kind of like, maybe there's a little Mediterranean citrus to it. Um, yep. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's mine. And wait, this reminds me of something I've been meaning to ask you before we go. Do you have a, a celebrity that you think would be your boyfriend? Not a celebrity that like Brad Pitt, who you're like, oh, I would like that to be my boyfriend, but a celebrity that you're like, yeah, that would actually be my boyfriend. He would be my boyfriend. Well, I used to, I mean, I used to have a dream about once a year that Adam Yauk from the Beastie Boys was my boyfriend. I feel like that would actually be a good boyfriend for you. He would have. He would have been, he would have been a good boyfriend for me. I think, you know, the fact that he's dead and was married when he died makes him less ideal. Yes. True. All of those Um, things. Seth Rogen. Yes, yes, yes. I think Seth Rogen and I could probably have get up to a lot of fun. I think you're right. I think you're right. He seems just like a, you know, a a kind of a, a fun, good guy. Yes. I think. How about you? I want to hear yours. Bradley Whitford. Really? <laughs> like, that's the boyfriend I deserve. He's neurotic. He's like, like, I just, well, first off, I loved him on the West Wing. Like, I had like a mat, like a blinding crush on him. And, but then since then, I've like heard him on interviews. I've seen him at a couple of things in LA as an older man. And then there was a window of time. Like, I just know, I just know he's like, he's obnoxious. He's annoying. Like, he's smart. <laughs> he's fast. Like, I can just, I just know that our personalities would line up. It would be like a difficult, it's exactly what I deserve. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there was a window of time when I was at Yahoo and they would give you like just weird shit. They would just give you weird perks because they wanted you, because like studios or anybody wanted you to promote on the Yahoo platform. So you got way cooler stuff than you should have and uncool stuff. But I got invited. I got a seat at the front row of a project runway, um, fashion show, runway show. Mm -hmm. It's like the finale of the show. And there's like, you could see me in this, in this, I'm on the like stage. Hilarious. And Bradley Whitford was sitting like two people away from me. And I knew he was recently divorced. I was with Alex. And if I was not with Alex, I would have been like, (laughs) listen, man, (laughs) you don't know it yet. You don't know it yet, but this is supposed to be the thing for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. All right. One more question. One more question. Um, okay. This is an interesting question. 
how to survive changing the season, flipping the wardrobe. It stresses me out to cull the clothes. I mean, I think you just have to get mods and then they cull for you. Yeah. I had a really, really like effective self-culling happen. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't let it stress me, I guess, because I'm so much more into fall clothes. Yeah. So when it's time to wear my fall clothes, I'm just happy. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really have a good, it doesn't cause me stress, the changing of the seasons as far as how I dress. It doesn't cause me stress either. And also do not call any of a season wardrobe until that season is over because you have no idea. You have no idea. Like don't start pairing. Don't be like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever wear this. Cause you don't know until you're in that season, what you're going to like that year. So don't get rid of anything until the end of the season and then be like, no. I mean, I know some people love culling their closets. They love editing. They love, you know, I mean, I've got, I, I, I just, I really don't believe in over editing your closet. I really believe in hanging on to a couple things that you kind of have an emotional attachment to, even if they don't fit you right now. Yes. You know, just your closet is a place of memories, you know? Yes. Yes. I have, I have a Marc Jacobs dress that will never fit my rib cage again. And it's the dress that Alex over like nachos looked at me and said, I want you to be my wife. I was wearing this dress and it was not really an engagement. We got married three weeks later, but that, you know, I, I, I keep that dress even though it will never fit me and my child will never have any interest in it, but I keep it because it's sentimental. Yep. No, I have things like that. I have the dress I wore to Lucky's big launch party in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never get rid of it. I'll never wear it again. It wouldn't fit me. We're allowed to have a little bit of a of a wardrobe museum. Like we're allowed to keep that. It's it's it, we really I I really do think we're bullied into um to getting the rid of things. Editing. Yes, the closet I editing. I agree. I agree. I mean, it 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 I, I I do agree. Keep your shit if you like it. Keep your shit. You know that my mother when she was young Mm-hmm. used to kiss the dresses in her closet she didn't wear because she felt bad for them. Oh, oh, that's so nice of your, we have to have your mother back on. We really do. She will. She would do it. Let's have her back on because I wasn't here for the first one and I'd love, I'd love to interview her. So let's have her back on. Um, my mother is such a closet color. My mother has no tolerance for any stuff. And a couple of years ago, she she and my father just sent me these giant storage boxes, like just giant, of all my shit. My baby shoes. Like <laughs> I was like, am I disowned? Is this <laughs> like all of my kid drawings, my report cards? They were like, yeah, you have it. We're fucking done. <laughs> That's hilarious. So anyway, all right. We absolutely made an episode, Kimberly Harrington. We absolutely did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms, but especially Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference and helps people find the show. We also read five-star reviews sometimes but not this week, but sometimes we do. (laughs) If you want to support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We do live events there. We put up special bonus content there, sometimes blogs, sometimes episodes. If you want to email us, I always forget to say this. We do have an email address. It's everything is fine. The podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at EIF podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook with a robust private Facebook group. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.